Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and you are listening to Marsha's Plate. And before we get started with the show, I wanted to let y'all know that if you are looking for a womanist race nerd podcast, then I got the perfect one for you. <laughs> when I wake up on a Tuesday, love, notifications on my phone. I know it's a brand new life, a brand new episode. Tea with Queen and Jay, fucking mm-hmm. up white supremacy and patriarchy. White ain't the default for Queen, and don't call Jay a fucking lady. Tea with Queen and Jay. Womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. Dismantling white supremacy, patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a time. I'm Queen, and this is Jay. And this is TV Queen and Jay. Ow! (laughs) Uh, Y'all know y'all say that shit. Well, this is Diamond telling you to have a lovely day with TV Queen and Jay. Now let's get back to the show. Thanks for tuning in to Marsha's Plate. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, what's, what's going on? Oh, my God. Today <sighs> today has been really extra. Emotionally <laughs> extra. But we're going to get through it. I'm sleepy a little bit. Just a little one-two Just on the way. Just a little one-two. And um, I'm pissed off at the world of tennis. For yeah, fucking with my, my girl, girlfriend. My black tennis goddess <laughs> Serena Williams. They, were, they made my good girlfriend cry on national TV because they were, you know, they were trying to come. But she said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. No, I don't know. I literally don't know what happened. Okay, oh. so <laughs> she, she was at <coughs> she was going for her 24th Grand Slam uh-huh. at um the U.S. Open. Not the U.S. Open. The, um, the French Open. Oh, I don't know. One of them tennis shit. I don't watch tennis. That's white people shit. For real, for real. Um, the only reason why I seen it because I was in Cheddar's um, order me something that was on TV I said oh Serena Williams weird out <laughs> so she was playing against her opponent the last two people you know you the number one and number two and we were fighting to see who's gonna be number one you see what I'm saying mm. so she's playing against her opponent which is Naomi Osaka I think that's how you say her last name and she, she mixed is, with black and she's Asian she's a black girl black and Asian girl uh, you know, they I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. I'm Blazing. fine with her winning. So, <laughs> so she, that is really the only consolation, a little bit. Which that mean? at least because of the circumstances, that it was a black girl who got it instead of Serena. But let me give you the circumstances. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I really can't explain it because you got to know some rules to tennis, uh-huh. and I don't know all the rules. I know so some. From, some cotton. I know some from we. 
playing weed. <laughs> oh. So it's a, no, it's a, the live version. Get, there's some kind of violations that you get. So there's something about coaching. Like the coach can't do something, tell you some shit or whatever while you're in the middle of a game or something. Don't quote me, but this is something. And so he was trying to say that she was getting coaching. And she was like, no, I wasn't getting coaching at all. Mm. And so it they had a heated conversation. And he was, she was like, I, you're basically saying that I'm cheating. I don't cheat. In my whole years, in my whole career, I don't cheat. And she's like, I have a daughter, and I stand for what's right for her. And, you know, I'm not going to cheat. Y'all, and I can't believe that shit like this has happened to me every time I come here. Mm-hmm. This happens to me. She was also saying that, like, men, like, they wait, don't wait, wait, judge wait, wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. So that's the start of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the start. Mm-hmm. So that's all she says to him in regards to that. And so she sits down on a, a few minutes later, she sits down and drink her water. And she was like, you owe me an apology. Cause you're questioning my character. Hmm. You're questioning who I am, my being, my integrity. You're I questioning am the my Serena, the Serena Williams, bitch, <laughs> the bitch who gets fucking um, tested more than anybody else. Damn. The the bitch who have to who has all my career had to navigate this racist fucking system, Damn. and the consequences that come along with this race racist system, mm. and none of you motherfuckers has been able to stop me. Even though y'all have tried, let me. She can't be this good. She must be using drugs. Let's test her a million fucking times. Test clean. Still smoking, you motherfuckers. Even <laughs> smoking the bitch who you did catch catching using drugs. <laughs> She using drugs and I still beat that bitch. Thank you. <laughs> so you're questioning my fucking character, saying I'm fucking cheating. You owe me a fucking apology. Mm-hmm. And because the violation, I guess, takes a point or whatever, she was like, you're trying to steal a game from me. You're And so you're trying to steal point, a point from me. Damn. So you're a thief too. Mm-hmm. So when she said thief, he gave her another one. Another violation for verbal abuse. And her getting another one made her lose the game from the girl. That's why she was crying. That's why she won. So instead of beating her, so instead of Naomi beating her fair and square, she lost the game because this fucking racist, Uh, sexist fucking prick took points from Serena and made her lose. And that's why old girl was crying because... And she said, she's like, I've been having a dream to compete against fucking Serena Williams. She is... I'm not only a player, but I'm a fucking fan. This is the fucking tennis goddess, bitch. <laughs> right. She was this is the honey. And I get to my even if I lose in this fucking moment against Serena Williams, bitch, I shit. I should I'm okay with losing. At least the fuck I got here. She's the fucking pinnacle. Okay. <laughs> even That's if I lose. But just winning over this, I'm not even beating her. I'm Winning because you're doing this stupid shit? So I'm literally about to win this title that I worked literally hard for to get here. Not through literally winning. It wasn't fair. It was a technicality. And so it was uncomfortable. And now people are booing me at my win. Because, you know, their fans of Serena, like me. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't get to beat Beater. I got I you fucking just handed it to me over some fucking of her calling you a thief, which what? was true. What? 
And then Serena said, "What? <laughs> you're you're. This isn't fair." Yeah, she started. This crying. isn't fair. If this was, if I was, do you know how many men say say worse shit than calling somebody a thief? And they pay it. And they pay it and don't do a motherfucking thing. But because I'm a woman under a different, and I'm a black woman in a white fucking field, let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a black woman dominating for years this fucking field. Mm-hmm. You've been mad since my motherfucking braids and beads. I got to come. I, I just, you know what our parents teach us. You got to be, well, black parents. You got to be. White parents too. Nah. What? Not, and, and if they teach you that, it's not for the same reason. Teach you what? Teach you that you have to be twice as good as white motherfuckers to even get half of what they get. No, my mama didn't. Teach me. I know she. Did. <laughs> yeah, she just she just defended <laughs> you yeah, so yeah, I quick. Like, I was like, wait a minute, but no, she, she defended you so quick. <laughs> I, I was what. like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, no, she didn't. And even if she told you something similar, it's not for the same reason. The only thing she told me was like, you okay? I know you sweet, and they're gonna try you, but you're not no motherfucking punk. That's it. <laughs> I know that's right, you. <laughs> so we know that we gotta be twice as good. We gotta be super fucking human, which is, you know, that's the magic. And then they dehumanize you after that. Racist cartoons. Right. Even my own motherfucking male counterparts, black men. Being shady. Being, right. I look like a man. I gotta deal with this for years and years and years, and I come in and dominate it and still be doing it with class and integrity even in this moment that I feel like you cost me my win I'm still saying no don't boo her and let her enjoy this moment let her you know this is her moment don't boo her we know the circumstances we know these motherfuckers are shady and then on her press conference after she was like you know I'm going through this so the person after me don't have to be don't have to go through this is that what she said mm-hmm. Damn. there's somebody gonna come up after me that that ain't going that ain't got you know ain't got to go through this this is sexist men deal with men say shit all the time and you gonna make me lose my game because i called you a thief i didn't call you a bitch ass motherfucker which i should have (laughs) i didn't call you a faggot i didn't call you a fucking whatever i vulgar shit i can say i didn't call you anything but a thief because you're trying to take a point from me over me getting coaching and i ain't coaching right trying to say i'm cheating fuck out of here so but that's something we have to deal with and it's just crazy thing is that it's like it's not something that's slight it's like dead in your face dead in your face dead direct like yeah you feel hopeless you feel like powerless sometimes it made her cry Mm -hmm. and sometimes i think we all as black people go through something like that because we're navigating so much and we we can we know it. We know it when we see it. Mm-hmm. You other motherfuckers can make excuses and be like, oh, well, maybe she just didn't get an attitude. But men get attitudes with other men all the fucking time, and yeah. there's and we just they just fucking deal with it. Even I get caught up in my privilege sometimes. How? You know? Yeah, I'd be like, no, nah, maybe it could be this, or maybe it could be that, mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, that was some bullshit. After you really think about it, yeah, it was some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so. and so. She's calling it out. Oh, you mad? Cause I, and and there's the people who saying, well, he he treats other people like that. Yes, he has he has violated other people for other shit, but he didn't take a point from them. Mm-hmm. Why did he take a point from her? Right. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so, it was shade. It was shade. Super super annoyed by it. She still. I was goddess. annoyed that Miss Thing had to apologize. 
I was just who had to apologize? She's the girl, the um, the one who won, Naomi. Oh, she did. Yeah, she just was sorry that she won like this. She was mm. like, I'm sorry that it Damn. went down like this because I'm a fan too. You see what I'm saying? Because I didn't, you know, of course I came to beat, beat that ass. <laughs> I came to, you know, I wanted to beat her and I was giving my best, but I'm a fan too. I don't want her. To, I don't want to win unfairly. I don't want to win because of fucking technicality, bitch. I want to win because I came and gave my best shot. Not on this bullshit. And I felt her. She's from Japan. Mm-hmm. But I think cool. she was raised by her Haitian grandma. I bet she, she even got to go her. through a lot of shit, yeah, too. Of course. Cause that Being racist. black in Japan, cool. baby. Oh, man. That's what I first said. That's when, beautiful. When though. I first heard that she won, I didn't know the details of it. I was just like, oh, my God. A black girl beat Serena. A black girl from Japan. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, a black girl from the racist east <laughs> beats the black girl from racist west. But oh it my makes God. You, isn't it crazy how everything that's going on in the world makes you shine the light on bullshit? It's like these two oppressed women uh-huh. just dominating this fucking game. Like because that's what ath- the black right? athletes do. And then they got to <laughs> deal with motherfuckers like that still. Even mm-hmm. if you on this hierarchy, just dominating it, mm-hmm. and then you got this mother, this white dude, just saying, "Boom, boom, boom, boom." Mm-hmm. You can't do no this. No matter you how can't much do that. money, right? That's you crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's got to feel tricky. so belittling. <sighs> That's why I said it probably makes you feel powerless. <laughs> Serena, we support you, girl. We saw that bullshit, and you know. What's his name? What was his name? Something Carlos. Car- I can't remember what the Empire name. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't need to know your name. Carlos something. You're a bitch. Oh ass motherfucking pussy ass. Bitch ass umpire nigga. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hate that shit. Anyway. I love when Diamond show her banji Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. I must admit that a lot of the times I get nervous from being visible, mm-hmm. knowing what comes with that as uh-huh. a trans person. And I really struggle with a lot. As of recently, a lot of people see me being more open and, you know, kind of just being more expressive with how I feel. And, you know, just being the voice I can't really hear. And a lot of other people can't really hear. But I see a lot more 
trans men being visible. So, but in a way, I get nervous because I'm like, okay, what if people could clock more uh, trans men easier and uh, be able to clock me? And I feel anxious a lot of the time um, when I'm in public. But I think that's just me being visible. It don't really have to do with people knowing about trans men. It's just me being visible in itself can be very scary knowing that you can people could be violent to you um you just you just feel like it's easier to be attacked when you put yourself out there well mm-hmm. i do i feel like like with the whole me being open on marsha's plate mm-hmm. it kind of made me feel exposed because i'm usually just introverted in my own zone mm-hmm. just doing my thing I don't, i'm not ashamed of being trans boom bam but i'm just in my zone even in a even do you feel like there's a um there's a little bit of anonymity when it comes to um, it not being a visual platform. This mm-hmm. is just like an audio platform. Right. Um, yeah, we have our pictures up on something, but sometimes people can just listen to us. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it's a, it's, it's a safer space when we're not being like video recorded? In a way, but... Me just being a private person before in general. Oh, okay. Um, like, this I was, was never ashamed. This was a step out for you. Yeah, I was never ashamed of being trans, but me being stealth was kind of like a protection of my values, and I didn't want to feel like people, it was like people, like with Mia, a lot of situations me and her are in when people know her tea. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just a lot. Like, it's kind of a lot because I'm used to just navigating this space where it's kind of like, boom, boom, I'm just into my privilege, just, mm-hmm. you know, just leaving it alone. But I realize that's very problematic right now, especially with trans women getting killed like this. Uh-huh. So I feel like it's important. And me being, I'm not trying to seem shallow, but me. Because we're on number, not to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. we are on number 20. Yeah, that's crazy. Trans women being murdered this year. So that we're on number 20. That's crazy. And so, like, I see, and especially, I'm not trying to seem shallow, but I know that. I'm kind of appealing to the like I catch people's eye too, so I feel like that's even more privilege you have from having mm-hmm. a certain type of European look. Mm-hmm. So in this in this world, so I'm like okay, and I see a lot of other guys that are attractive. You know, that's not really they kind of just go into that manhood and just hey, I'm just a model or hey, I'm this and I'll speak up on this and this and this, but it's just like really selective. So it's like me being kind of like a pioneer is very scary for me because I feel really exposed, but I know how many people it could help. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just want to talk about, (laughs) I know everybody's relationship, like every, yeah, just everybody in general's relationship with visibility is different. So I'm just trying to see what does visibility feel like to y'all? Like what is y'all's relationship with visibility? Mm. I'm gonna go last. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, all right. Um, okay. Well, it has evolved for me. Mm-hmm. It definitely has evolved. Um, I know when I was younger, the goal was to go get your vagina, get your name changed, did literally destroy all the pictures of your old self, which I did, and I regret now. Mm-hmm. Um. Every like literally, when I would go in my grandmother's house and I would see pictures, I would steal them and tear them up. Like I would go to people's anybody's house that had pictures of me of my old self, I would find some way to destroy them. 
And so Do you I regret would, that? Yes, I do regret it because I wish I could see my old self. Mm-hmm. Not for like, oh, I missed my old self. Not that, just yeah, to see my growth. Yeah. To see my growth, to see. Um, it was amazing when one of my high school friends, she didn't post it beautiful. I love that she thought of me in this way. She has a picture of me in high school, um, young in high school. Mm-hmm. And we had done a play together. And... I look a total hot mess, but <laughs> it was beautiful to see where I was to yeah. where I am. Mm-hmm. And she didn't post it. She didn't post it to, you know, she literally hit me up on Facebook and was like, uh, I'm, you might not want me to post this picture, but I'm going to send it to you just so, just for nostalgia's sake. Here you go, girl. And I was like, oh my God, look at that. Da, 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 da. And it was amazing. But, you know, I do regret some of, you know, me. The memories I had, I had memories of me and my friends, like when we first got up in and when we um, first with the cl- club that f- finally let us sneak in without asking us for ID and we had pictures and we had Polaroid cameras snapping <laughs> old school. You, you know, tore all those up. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I would, um, you know, because I was going to just go be, get my pussy and be stealth and yay mm. and just live my life. But that was mm. the. You know, that really was literally the standard of care back in it. Not even mm-hmm. in my time, pre, pre my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm talking like I'm a fucking dinosaur, but. <laughs> that, do you think that's why the term male to female came about rather than you're just a trans woman of experience? Like, yeah, I personally don't like to be called a, FTM. Right. So exactly. So mm-hmm. language changes and evolve just like culture. So and with culture, we uh, evolve. Right. So one of the. Back in the day, like in the 60s and the 40s, 50s and 60s, 70s, that was the standard of care. That was what doctors recommended you do. Mm -hmm. You get on your hormones and then leave your hometown and go hide off and disappear into society. That's probably was what the safest thing was, too. Yes, at the time. Yeah. And so but as we have evolved and we're not accepting that like fucking dark ass life because that's kind of dark you erase yourself erase your connection to your family it's just not healthy Mm -hmm. um i think i come from an era that's the ending of that so Mm -hmm. i came up in the 90s so visibility was more like oh you just be b it was more in about passive being pretty impassable Mm -hmm. like it's testing your ability to blend Mm. Even being out in trans, you still got to be passable. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we literally would go to gas stations and test each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how a gas station, like, I don't, uh, there's a specific gas station that's after the club is really packed. So, Mm -hmm. there's tons of straight people there. And... All the girls, they all, they parking lot pimp, everybody and mm-hmm. pulled up. All the girls is yeah, coming out the, with their outfits out. Exactly. And hollering. Exactly. So think about the atmosphere. We literally would get in a car with the girls and go to a gas station that was packed like that after the club, like one, two, three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and say, okay, girl, go pay for the gas and see who get clocked. <laughs> if you don't get clocked, you pass the test. You, you that, that girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so... That's what we used to do. It was a. It was solely about vi- being able to blend. Nobody knowing what you are. But even mm. just having a job as a girl was a step. Mm. In the same way that it's not like now. Mm. You see trans women with jobs, not all the time, but 
you you I done seen somebody that's trans at a job that I'm clocking them. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, she got a job. She works at Starbucks. So she works here. She works or the there. Movies. You know, at the movies or whatever. That's not as uncommon as it was back then. Mm-hmm. It'd be 90s. shocking me. Yeah. Well, but think I'm about in the nineties. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I come up between my I I came out like ninety four, ninety five. Mm-hmm. So it, it just wasn't have seen a chick at a job. I remember two people that had a job that I knew. Mm-hmm. And so it just my priority changed. Once I got older, it was it stopped it was it started to be once I had the thing where I sued my high school. You know, and one, mm-hmm. that was my first taste of activism. I didn't, and and, and I didn't do that on purpose. That How wasn't did intentional. How it make you feel? Um, like after after you just you won and diamond is in the paper. It didn't. It made so it was some strange things that happened. So like I told y'all when I told y'all the story, it was about um, I was all over the news. Da da da. The initial spark. It was a pride thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a. Um, I didn't plan on going to the prom. You see what I'm saying? Like I didn't put because, but because she said no, you can't go to the prom like that. You can't go to because she told me no, I can't do it. That's what made me fight it. If she would have just been quiet, I never would have went. <laughs> but because she told me no, it was a pride thing, and I had to fight it. So, but what happened was, people it it created a buzz in the city, and people were coming up to me saying. Oh my God, I'm so proud that you did that. Hmm. I remember when I was coming up, other older trans women, I wish hmm. I would have did that because I didn't get to go to my prom. They made me dress as a boy at my prom. Hmm. And I didn't think I could fight it. Hmm. This g- support group actually hit me up and invited me over. <laughs> Went into the support group and everybody just stood up and started clapping. And it's these cross-dressing guys that are like it they they were trans but they were like not full time they like they had wives and it was a support group for cross dresser basically <laughs> and they came in and clapped and they were like oh my god i wish we had the courage to do that and it it gave this switchboard it was it just was it gave me this insight to a community that i didn't i was a hood ass black transsexual Mm-hmm. Only people I knew is the gay boys that was popular, the gay, the transsexuals that were popular, that was hood and black like me. This area of the community, I the white community, I didn't know about them other mm-hmm. than the ones that went to the black clubs. So mm-hmm. it was so segregated that I didn't have access to the these support groups and da 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 because I was a young hood black girl mm-hmm. still in high school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about all this. So being exposed to this. It sparked something in me. It gave me a visual of what that one thing that I did, did to the city. Mm. I could go back to the city right now. I remember, I told you about the story of me getting locked up. Oh, child. Right. <laughs> so when I when I, when I I walked, when I was in there and the dude said, I remember you, you was on the news. Mm-hmm. Man, you beat them. And this is a cishet nigga. Mm. He was like, that, was, that kind of went hard. And so people would be like, you like, and, and then years later, one of my friends was like, like, you a fucking legend in the city. <laughs> like, people still talk about that. You remember, 
that one they might that, that well, one I think dude, that's dope shit that, that one dude <laughs> that sued the school and wanted to wear that dress to the prom they could be misgendering me like hell but it's legendary <laughs> people talk about it when I go back to the city it happens so mm-hmm. it taught me something about visibility mm-hmm. in that moment that I needed to that like you got to have that person that pushed the envelope mm-hmm. if we constantly are not visible it's just gonna keep you it stays the same yeah it's just gonna it's, keep you stuck it's nobody pushing the envelope. So then I went to Jackson State. My aunt was like, oh, I don't want you to go there because I heard so many negative things. Because two years in 96, I went in 99, I went in 2000. In 96, a trans woman went there and was jumped. And the mm. resident assistant unlocked her door for the niggas to come out her what? room and jump her and beat her up. <gasps> so this isn't, this is an HBCU. This is a college. Okay. So you thinking at the college, it's supposed to be mature. Mm-hmm. But one of the the people unlocked her door and they went in there and jumped her. Threw a TV on her. I like jumped her. Wore her out. Wore her out. Niggas. Mm. She didn't go back to the school. They Damn. ran her up out of there. So my aunt had heard about it. I hadn't heard about it. Remember, I I didn't plan to go to college. <laughs> like it wasn't a part of my plan i was trying to get titties and be a woman <laughs> like literally mm-hmm. i was trying to transition mm-hmm. like i was like oh my god how i'm gonna get breasts i'm like i'm at 19 18 17 18 19 calling doctors like how much titties cost <laughs> <laughs> like how much these implants cost and they saying like oh my god it'll be forty six hundred dollars and at the time i was a teen and i was like I'll never get that money. <laughs> like, because that was a huge amount of money yeah. to a teenager. Yeah. I'm like, I'll never get this. And what well, do you want to get financing? You could get finance because they they don't know I'm a teenager calling. And then I was like, oh, oh, great. Well, let's do that because they'll pay for it up front. And you ain't got no credit because you fucking <laughs> young. And and then my mama had some shit in my name, so your credit really bad. <laughs> so it's all, it was all kinds of craziness. But when I went to... So when I went, my aunt was telling me, um, so only reason why I ended up going, because I was trying to get the fuck up out of Walnut Grove, Mississippi. And if you know anything about Walnut Grove, Mississippi, the whole downtown is the side of one block. What? The tr- a tri- Not even a square <laughs> block, like a triangle. It's not even a square. That's how small it is. Very, very small. Baby, you blink your eye and you out the city. The band you come back. <laughs> I got into it the movie theaters had just moved from Mississippi. So, so Walnut Grove was so country and so slow, and that's where I was living at the time. Only reason why I went to Jackson is to get the fuck up out of Walnut Grove. It was not really, oh, I want to pursue college. That's what a lot of kids do. Yeah, I just want to get the fuck up out of there. That's exactly what I did. Yes. I went to Atlanta, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of there. I wake up, yes. (laughs) So I so when I went to the school, my aunt was like, I don't want you to go here. They might do something to you. I heard about this girl that got um, beat up and da 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 Then they were going to put me in the boys' dorm. And it just was so extra. But when I saw the atmosphere of this fucking city, it was two girls that was full-time in this whole city. No trans women were full-time except for two girls, Tiffany and Isha. That was it. So... Everybody else would have to go to work as boys, like have to. No. Well, they would have to go to work as boys and be girls at night in the club. Oh, that's late. And this is the culture of the city. So I knew I was here for a reason because I'm full time. I know <laughs> I can change this. When mm-hmm. it, and then. Where were you at in the level of your transition 
at that time? Um, I had titties. I was feminine. I was a girl. So when I so being on campus, I just realized I was this fucking beacon of light to people because so many people would come up and say, "God, I wish I had the courage to do you to do what you're doing." Hmm. Even gay men, like you know how gay men just can be themselves now. It kind of yeah. it's way different. But even gay men on this campus was still saying they wasn't gay when they were obviously gay. Hmm. Like this was the level of. Yeah. not open that these people were like it was a dude who was like a gay man <laughs> not even like i'm acting masculine and flamboyant like flamboyantly gay <laughs> i'm delivered type of gay <laughs> and when you ask him was he gay he would be like no i'm not gay girl i'm, I'm not gay v- literally <laughs> Literally, uh-uh, I'm not gay. <laughs> and you like, sweetheart. Girl, girl. Come on now. <laughs> I'm the lurch. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, literally, you're gay. Bro. <laughs> or, and then we'll, and then so what, I end up being a resident assistant. There's a lot of me telling a lot of shit. Um, end up being a resident assistant. And they would come down to the office and just hang around me. Because oh, wow. it was just amazing that you're just this trans woman living your life Hmm. so it became this thing where visibility was just kept evolving for you it it was like oh my god it was like this this is needed like this Mm -hmm. is change this changes shit Mm -hmm. and so when i was about to when i was about to graduate and i would see these young little queer kids coming in 18 years old as freshmen I done broke all these fucking doors down. You ain't got to worry about bathroom shit right now. No more. Hmm. You, I've already, I've already been through the burner of everything. So nobody is shocked seeing you. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I've done all the hard work. Oh, we got another trans person got on campus. Little diamond. You see what I'm saying? Like, we got another trans person on campus. Oh, well, we've been seeing that for four years. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they had a, it, I done made it easier for you to come in here and do your thing. Now, that ain't no on no arrogant shit, but yeah, I didn't I didn't I done got in fights. Like I, it wasn't hard. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. I was when I talk about the embarrassing of the auditorium when they did that little bullshit mm-hmm. where oh it's a trans person on the campus. I had to go through that embarrassment. You didn't have to go through it. Sure. I had to go through fighting niggas mm-hmm. each year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you didn't have to fight nobody. So I had to go through this process. And then when I got older, so after that moment. It flipped. I started to see an appreciation of visibility then, but then I got fired from my job. What age were you? I was 23. Oh, wow. So I had left school. That's early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And went went into the world. And so you graduated at 22? Uh-huh. Yes. So So you went right to you went right to college after high school. I I saved a year. Cause I went, I graduated when I was seventeen. I didn't oh, go to cute. school till nineteen. So you didn't have to really. I know I wanted graduate to graduate at eighteen. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So went, got into the world, and I'm thinking, oh, nobody can. I'm not gonna be fired. Like I didn't think I could be fired. Mm-hmm. Like why would somebody fire me? And I'm just gonna come. I was one of them people who believed in respectability politics. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I came to the work on time, did my job well, 
Nothing will happen. Yeah. Nothing will happen. You were still in Mississippi? No, I wasn't in Mississippi. I was in Indiana. My mama had went to prison and I had one um and I had to go back and have and I had custody of my brother. Mm. So I was like twenty two. Mm-hmm. So no, it wasn't twenty two. It was like it was like twenty two. Um, so I got custody of my brother and I got fired. And I was like, maybe if I didn't tell anybody anything, because my cousin told my tea. I didn't tell him. My cousin told my tea because she worked there. So what if you would have told your tea up front? Then a situation still would have happened. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, I don't want to hire you because of discrimination. I don't got time to deal with that I- shit. Anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. But I know I didn't tell my tea, but my cousin told my tea and then the problem started. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, if I wasn't, if my tea, if she hadn't told my tea, nothing would have happened. I really so wish visibility. people like that would understand that you spilling tea causes so much fucking unneeded drama than Absolutely. it really is. And they don't understand that. They, don't. they think it's like talking like, oh, hey, you know, we got a gay person here. But no, you're actually making my situation, my work environment super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you creating a space for me to be discriminated against or mm-hmm. possibly get fired. And that's what it was. And he literally told me, he said that I will, um, you know, everybody's telling me that you're not causing a problem, but all the problems that I'm having revolves around you. So instead of me firing six motherfuckers, I can just fire you and then remove the problem. So, and so it just started to be, visibility started to be a crux. Mm. It started to be something that started to give me negative consequences where previously, like I said, it was so much positive going on. Um, Cause at the end of the day, even in college with all the negative stuff I had to deal with fighting and da, 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 it still was a beautiful experience that I wouldn't undo. I had mm-hmm. a great time in college, even with the negative, the out, the good outweighed the bad. Mm-hmm. So it was a beautiful experience, even in high school. The, being bullied, being called faggots, being called trannies, being called shemales, having to fight the good outweighed the bad. Mm. So, but then it started to be, I'm an adult now, so all the protection that childhood give you yeah. were gone. Mm-hmm. You're an adult now, and now you gotta go out here and fend for yourself in the world. And so, play visit, it smart, play it smart mm-hmm. learn when to tell your tea, when not to tell your tea, because situations, we I just said we're on the 20th girl dying, telling your mm-hmm. tea can get you killed. Mm-hmm. Telling your tea can get you in a harder situation. Telling your tea can put you in more dangerous situations than you need to be. Not using your privilege of passing can put you in a harder situation. So that visibility, hmm, it... it it just it it's a double edged sword. I knew that was coming. Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. like part of it is good because it changes the narrative. It gives somebody who is um, coming up a beacon of light to say, "Oh my God, I can be this person." Seeing poised, intelligent, brilliant Janet Mock on TV, mm-hmm. producing shows groundbreaking shows seeing that can cause somebody the same it's 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 just a morale boost mm-hmm. there's people on this on this plan on the, in this country black men black boys who know nothing but Barack Obama as their president as their leader of the free world mm-hmm. if they were born in 2005 oh if they were born in 2005 Oh, it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
<laughs> they were three year old, three years old when he became president. And so their whole time, they know, they see. So the possibility might be used to be a time. Um, T with Queen and Jay talked about it this week on, um, um, last week on their show. You know, it's it used to be a joke. A black man being a president yeah, used remember, to be a joke. Who was that? What was that one movie where he pretended it was a Dave Chappelle? Somebody I don't know, <laughs> but it 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 used to be a joke, an ongoing yeah. joke, and then it actually became reality, and people could actually see, you know, could see a black man in office, like literally. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. I think that seeing those beacons of light can really change your life and change what is yeah. possible. In your life. So I think that trans people being visible, even me. Remember I told y'all, the reason why I was, how I found hormones is in, in, in a young age, because I was on a bus stop listening to two trans women talk about the doctor that they went to. And I listened to them and I was like, oh my God, if they were hiding, if they weren't talking about trans shit openly, I never would have knew to go to Dr. Garfield because he would understand me. They were just out and about, go on the bus stop, going somewhere. The universe just in you all types of exactly stuff. And so (laughs) visibility—that's the positive of visibility. But you know, there's many situations that when it's when it's your oppressors, that's when it's ugly. Like if you run your oppressors, that's when it gets ugly. But for your for your people, it's kind of like your community. Yeah, it helps. It helps. So that's my thing. It's a double-edged sword. It can be good, but it can be bad. Um, What's your relationship with visibility? My relationship with visibility is like on the fence. And it sounds weird from people who know me, me saying that it sounds weird because I've always not given a fuck. Like I'm trans and who gonna pop me? But... The dealing with dealing with the just like it's like of course being black you can't hide it so you're gonna deal with discrimination against white people that are prejudiced all the time or deal with asian people who are prejudiced or deal with whoever's prejudiced against black people all the time and being visible is kind of like wearing it on your shoulder and you have to deal with that discrimination, like uh, wearing your blackness. Like you, yeah. well, you don't wear blackness, but your blackness you don't, you can't hide it. It's yeah. just there. So if you come across people like that, it's like it is. But being visible as a trans person is like wearing it, yeah, openly. I yeah, exactly. And it's like it could be, it could be, it could come, it could be really, really, really really stressful because you just like you have to fight this same battle all the time you got to tell people what the fuck trans is and you got to have to try to get them to understand that it's not a bad thing then you got to fucking make sure um try to show people that you're human like them and and then you got to fucking deal with people who are discriminating discriminating against you openly and in your face and it's just it could be it could be a lot but then because I know that with me being visible, I've changed so many people's perspectives, so many ignorant people who who were homophobic, who have met me and changed their mind about the way they thought about trans people. Or at least the way they treat them. The way they treat them. Even if it's just that, even if they disagree still, just the way you treat them, Mm -hmm. you changing you being the person that that came up against them and taught them something it's just how you treat the next person mm-hmm, because i've had so many like straight men be like you know what you actually really cool as fuck 
Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yeah, like, we're not all what you perceive to be. Like, I had this friend up in college. Her name was, I'm not going to say her name, but she, she said she was homophobic. But when night, I just, I thought she knew my tea the whole time because, you know, my name wasn't changed. And it still ain't changed right now. I don't care. And um, <laughs> it wasn't changed. <laughs> it wasn't changed then. And it, I thought everybody knew because it was in school and everybody seen it on the roster. So I was like, okay, you know my tea. She, this lady didn't know my tea the entire time. And we went out one night and there was a, uh, uh, something happened to where my sister said that she, she didn't want to deal with my tea. And so she left me at home because she didn't want to deal with the trade. And so she took her and her, uh, the friend out. But I, I said, I started talking about my tea openly and she was like, what? You're a what? You're a trans. So what, 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 what does that mean? And I explained to her, she was like, oh my God, I did not know that this whole entire time. I didn't know. Like I'm home. I'm homophobic. Like I was raised not to like stuff like that. And then the next year, the next, the next semester, I see her BFFs with a whole stud in the next class. Mm. And so it was just like, it's just stuff like that changing people's perspectives that kind of just give me that push to be like okay bitch you're just gonna have to deal with it just like you deal with racist ass bitches being black this is something that you have to deal with too and we all have that thing that we have to deal with whether you're whether you're older whether you're younger whether whether you're um whether you're disabled whether you no matter what your struggle is we all have our own struggle struggle and it's not it's up to you to decide what you're gonna do when you're faced with that discrimination Mm. yeah I, uh, i don't know i think and do you think it's a different thing with trans men because as, as far as what like because i feel like when you I, uh, somebody had a little poll on facebook about like who has it worse and i'm and this is not to be on no fucking um oppression olympics but <laughs> everybody in the comments he was like the question was who has it worse trans men or trans women and everybody from trans men from, to trans women who commented all said trans women have it worse than y'all and so clearly there's some kind of <laughs> Hmm. why do do you think that visibility being that especially black trans men are not as visible as other people especially in the whole matrix of mm-hmm. what's going on now the rena- this trans renaissance is happening yeah. you don't see a lot of tra- black trans men that are on that Janet Mock level that are on that like um, Aiden Dowling level that white dude yeah. um, the white trans guy um, you don't see that a lot so do you think I feel like we're just kind of behind. I don't know if that so makes is that sense. a but but with all the negative that you just talked about when it comes to visibility, is that something to fight for? Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely worth it. Why? It's it's just worth it to me because I feel like when like when we have topics about um reproductive justice like how you say cis women should be involved i feel like trans men can be involved as well mm-hmm. i feel like when it comes to talk like when, trans women are the face front for trans people right now mm-hmm. well for the most part it's changing but i feel like that becomes a problem wait, like wait, for wait. The explain it again when you say what you just said again explain it 
Like, let's see, what did I say? You said trans women are the face front right now. Oh, okay. I thought you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all are the face front. Yeah, yeah, of trans people, and y'all are usually the first spokesperson, spokespeople, and you know, which I feel like in the patriarchal world is ideal. The women kind of just speak. I need to speak up more, and especially the most oppressed, which I feel like y'all are. So, um, I think the reason why we're the face friends because we're the we've we've been the first to be the most visible right exactly that's what i'm saying that's why it's important for me to feel like i need to be visible so that we can have that equality but i know it's like a double-edged sword because i feel like it could become harder for us too Mm -hmm. we could be on the same level where we can get killed left and right it could be the same thing that's the scary thing about it so what you i said clocks i was adding to it Getting more clocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of the scary thing about it because you don't know the possibility. Hmm. But and it could be it could turn into an equal thing. But that's why I'm like, okay, fuck it. If I'm willing to take that risk, if I could just show that I'm alive, that I could show that I'm here, and you know, just have a part of the community have a say in my transness. I have a question for you guys. Um, and it just, it's to add to um, your topic, Z. Uh-huh. Do you think there will ever be a time where trans men are equally visible as trans women? Um, This is... Uh, to, I, <laughs> I feel like because of how patriarchy is set up, that is it's the patriarchy is the reason why we are more more visible. Exactly. Is that because, because we're transitioning from male to female? Yes. That yeah. is an important thing. We are going from the top of the food chain being male mm-hmm. when it comes to privilege mm-hmm. and going to female. So we are going down. We are making the decision to lose privilege and go down. Sure. Down the totem pole. Exactly. And then we feminine are, people are more policed as well. Right, and then we're we're to making that choice, and when I say choice, I mean choice to live our truth, not choice to be trans. In a society that objectifies what we are going to, exactly. So, women are objectified. Mm-hmm. So our transition is going to be more, more of a spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you do that? Why would, why you, would you do that? And oh my God, your breasts look so real. But a trans man, there is going to be a level of, oh my God, you really look yeah, like a man. Make, it, of it, course, yes. But women are more objectified than men. And that's what actually bothers me, the hypocrisy of it. Because like some people will just leave it alone when I'll be trying to be visible. Like, hey, hey, I'm here. And then they'll just be like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's something interesting. And then they'll turn around and make fun of trans women. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I don't like to deal with. Because you're still, your privilege is still, you're still going to, you're still going up the total right, bowl. You're right. still going up. You're going into a culture where, if you're fat, old, and you got money, you still a catch. Mm-hmm. As a man, you can gain weight, you can ugly. be ugly and still be <laughs> like a boss. People, people don't really police masculine women more than feminine men mm-hmm. still. Serena Williams, how not? Huh? They police the fuck out of her look. Serena Williams? No, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about looks. I'm talking about your whole, like, studs and stuff. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, even dudes just be like, oh, that's my homie. I don't see. Right. They see a stuck girl. Now, they might. It's it's not saying that they don't get anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I've I've seen dudes talk shit to stuff. Yeah, yeah I've been be talked like, shit to. You want to be a nigga? Then yeah, Ugh. like that. But <laughs> that's not all the time. Sometimes yeah. they're like, oh, that's just like it's one uncommon. of the bros. It's un- It's just they, they can look at a stud that's dressed more masculinely, masculinely, and be like, oh, okay, I see what what's going on here. But then when they see a feminine male, they go up in arms. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck this motherfucker doing? Sad, blah, blah, blah. Right. All this extra shit. Gay ass shit. Right. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. It's. <sighs> double ass horn. Yeah, it's definitely important. A double ass, but it's important for people to. <laughs> Very do. important to break those molds and just put yourself out there. If somebody got to do like what Colin Kaepernick thing say? Yeah, somebody got to press the um, button. Somebody got to. Take a knee. Somebody gotta. If you wanted to change, there has to be somebody at the head of the spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it has to be. Fuck mm. it. <laughs> that means your life. Sometimes your life is worth it to me. My topic is choosing your battles. So choosing what battles are more important to fight, and which ones are are ones that you should pay dust and the reason i had a different topic for today but there was something that happened today before you go in that speaking of fighting and you know warriors i just want to shout out to black trans tv okay yes black trans tv sir (laughs) knight and to shine boom and they just um walked in the all trans fashion show and um new york new york fashion week so that's definitely bomb oh word yeah it was just all trans men that's well, it. And they women. modeled for like Wait, a. I've seen trans women. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. Okay, sorry. It was just the pictures I saw. It was just all trans. Oh, yeah, it was trans women. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was just hella trans men. I thought that was dope. Okay, go that ahead with dope. your topic. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely groundbreaking. But my topic is choosing, knowing when to choose your battles and when not to, and learning how to not put the people that you love in situations where they have to choose to defend you when you could have possibly avoided the whole situation in general. Mm-hmm. Then the reason why I brought this topic up today, you guys already know, but I'll tell everybody on Marsha's place so they can get them a good old taste. Um, <laughs> so what happened? To, I just, y'all, I was thirsty <laughs> not too long ago. And I, what did I get? I got me a Snapple, the mango, the mango one. And I was like, you know what? Y'all I'll be right back. I'm about to go to the store. Diamond said, okay. And then Z said, okay. And so I went to the store to go get my Snapple on the way. We have a store in the apartment complex just to give context. Yes. <laughs> and so on the, on the way I'm, I'm, the way that you get to the store is you have to go into the um, the parking garage. And there were two guys coming my way, and I was walking towards them. But the way that you have to go, you can make a left to get to the um, the store that's in the apartment, apartment complex. But they were more closer to making the left than I was. So I it was a tall guy and a, a shorter guy. And as I see them, I like, I don't know, I'm really good with, with um 
with be uh watching people's behavior because i'm i've always been one of them type of people that will sit in when i was younger sit in the back and watch people and how they interact and then go from there and so i could tell from me coming forward they like the behavior change like i i something with their walk like something with like how they whatever it was they was trying to get my attention they was making sure that i noticed them and so as they as the short one made the turn the tall one like kind of stopped and waited for me to like approach and I was kind of taken aback like bitch this is real bold like you just gonna stop I don't know you girl and so he stopped and like as I got closer his face kind of like smudged up and I was like okay this is weird so I spoke I said hey how you doing and he kind of like dryly said hey and but he could he's he he stood there standing by the car because there was a car that we had to walk in between in order to get to the sidewalk to get to the store. And I stopped by the car because I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, you stopped and I know we're going to the same place and whatever you're going through, you're not going to get me from the back. Like, well, I'm saying that you're not going to run up on me like old girl tried to do when I was um going across the street, the crackhead. So. I paid it and I called Z in the phone. I was like, wait a minute, these niggas is tripping. Can you meet me at the store? And well, mind you, you hear the story that she just told you. <laughs> he said, hey, after she says, after she I said, didn't know hey. that. They, they said, hey, right. Okay, I so I added this. So, but I, <laughs> <laughs> so he really ain't no, done it nothing. Dry. It was dry. <laughs> no, listen, y'all. Star story's well, no, no, over no. next time. No. We just want you to know that he didn't really actually do anything but turn his face up. Go ahead. <laughs> So y'all, it was very confrontational to me. Even was, though they didn't say I felt like my life was in danger. Even though he hadn't done anything yet. <laughs> Listen. She just felt the vibe. Marsha's play. Listen. I felt I like know. my life was in danger. So I said. Even though he didn't pull out no gun. He didn't say nothing. <laughs> he didn't but hey. He didn't say nothing. His stir and glared alone. That's that stands. That was enough for me. It was enough for me, uh. And so I said, babe, meet me at the store. So I got in the store and I was like, okay, whatever. And, you know, I'm shopping. And when Z came in, I was like, daddy. And then, like, I gave him a kiss. And as I'm giving him a kiss, trade, like, kind of, like, softly nudges Z and was like, what did he say, babe? I don't know. He said something cute. (laughs) Z didn't hear it. Mia said that he said he said something cute, and I was like, well, you could have at least said excuse me, and he was like, don't go on somewhere, all that gay-ass shit, and so, you know, I started popping off, and then he was like, I'm um, like, babe, you're just doing the most. And no, I, I didn't say like, that. Well, anyways, they, that's what they was giving. <laughs> See, what, what did you I always try to throw me situation. under the bus. Uh, I was just like, he said something, and I didn't hear he mumbled. I was like, what? And he just kept walking, then kept mumbling. Then Mia was like getting in turmoil, like, "What you saying? What you saying? What you saying? You're not finna dis- <laughs> you not finna disrespect well, my motherfucking man. Like we don't really know what he bitch. said, though. I heard what he said. He said, "Go on somewhere with that gay ass shit." I heard. But him. he said it after you was like, after he bumped Z, like he bumped Z and went past him. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, move out the way, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for y'all. And so I felt some type of way, and. <clears throat> Y'all know I spoke my piece. And so, long story short, I told Z and I told Diamond. I mean, 
And they were basically saying, hey, bitch, that could have been like a whole different situation. That could have turned into something completely different. Y'all could have had a whole twirl session because you had to be extra. And so I'm saying this. There's a time and a place where you choose to pick your battles. And I'm reflecting on it because I'm a mature person. I don't think being extra when he came in the store saying, oh, daddy, and giving him a kiss, if we could have just stood there and paid it, it could have been just cute and they would have went about their business. But I just felt like I was being silenced at the time. And so I was going back and forth with Diamond and them, but it made sense because what if I would have put, what if he would have had a gun? What if I would have put Diamond and D in a situation that I didn't have to put them in? Or what if he really wasn't thinking about y'all? He just he gave said you a gay look. ass, that gay ass shit. So he obviously clocked my tea. But this is after the whole. You said you were saying your piece, right? After he bumped me. But no, it was it, nigga. It was after he bumped you. So, and this is another thing. It goes from a slight <laughs> nudge to a bump. To, uh, See, it's like, just, what it's all was it? What's the story? Oh, y'all are not finna make me sound uh, like I be making so shit up. was it a bump, oh. like aggressive bump, or was it a, just an elbow nudge? Like, it was kind of like, it's kind of was, was like, I, okay, I was in the way, and he was trying to scope, but he was like, mm, he had this, like, elbow, and he mumbled something. And I, like, he just kind of was just like, like, getting, he, getting around you. Because I wasn't paying attention, because I was so distracted by Mia. Saying doing all this extra, I'm like, um, it kind of shocked me, so I kind of was just frozen. <laughs> and then I realized, oh wait, after he mumbled something, we made eye contact, and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I really didn't hear what he said. <laughs> so so I was, was it a bump? <laughs> was it a nudge? What was That's it? It was like a nudge. Yeah, it was a nudge. It was because if it was a bump, I would have felt that for sure. Okay, so he was yeah. just trying to get around you and bump you. Yeah, but, but like, it was it was kind of intentional. He said, "Excuse me." Yeah, it was kind of like it was intentional, but I didn't clock it was intentional until after he started. <laughs> to, Listen, he started saying it was so. enough for me, and it felt like a bump. So I think you were already on edge. Yeah. I wasn't Tormo, but he should never try my nigga in my face. <laughs> but you were already you already went. You went to 10. I feel like you went to 10 in a situation that didn't need to go 10. And then she was all out. We could have took him. We could have tore, tore him out. out. But he like, hadn't oh, done God. anything prior to. He did outside. He tried my pussy outside. He didn't say How anything. Did... But you can say something then, without saying it. But then y'all exchange haze. He <laughs> mugged me while walked by. He, he completely you, waited for me to walk said, up. He said, hey. I could just hear he him say, hey. No, no, no. He didn't say, hey. I said, hey, to him to break the silence because it was real awkward. Uh, like, but he you, just, you just I said, said okay, I did say, hey. how you doing? He, and I think he said, hey. Moral of the story is we don't know the story. No, don't. Now, don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this story. Is, there's so I'm much slides and oh. things being added to the story. Y'all not going to make me seem like that. <laughs> I'm just play. Don't listen to Diamond and this Girl, is what happened. Spike. I felt like my life was in danger. <laughs> and she like her life was in danger because Trey said, hey, and... Oh, no, you're not going to make it out. To, no, it was not that type of tea. It was not that small. That's what it sounded like to me. First, it was he just mugged her. 
y'all let me let me just now tell y'all. Now she said, "Hey, <laughs> so y'all can have her a life reference. is in danger. Oh, so y'all can have a reference." <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mia talk about her anger management all the time, how it needs to be taken in place. And also, her road rage is crazy. <laughs> so that's just a reference. So the reason why Mia is bringing up this topic is because Mia has a history of making situations <laughs> that are small into things that are way bigger. But wait, but Diamond, the other night, I saved the situation. Now, yeah. let me tell you what true, happened. True, no, the, no, 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 no. We're not going to tell that story. Uh, Diamond, it's going to be know. different it's this just, time. It's just only going to take three <laughs> it's seconds. It's going to be a whole other story you know this time. See, y'all not finna let Marsha's play do me like that. Y'all listen. Okay, it's just only going to take me two minutes. Okay, okay so no, we have, it's not okay. about how long it's going to take you. Because, you know, I'm a long storyteller. So you can take a long time, but is the story going to be different? It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Okay, so let me tell let you Let me this. put on the timer. Okay, so we went to go see nun, The Nun, that which is my tea. Mm-hmm. And so um, some whole Banji mm-hmm. set had set by us, and I was like, oh, Lord. So Z Banji went to go is Mia's cold for ghetto. And the tray was giving all types of gay-ass, nigga, sweet, uh, dick in the booty but ass. But he wasn't talking about you. He wasn't talking about me, but... But it was just that whole just whole extra. aura that I was just like, ugh. And so he's talking to the waitress like this. And I'm, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I had smoked because I wanted to get my life during the movie. So I wasn't completely aware of my facial expressions. But however, I think it was turned up. And so the banjee cunt was like, which the hood girl was like, um, why is she looking like that? And so I kind of paid it. And they they got to talking again, and then I heard something, and I looked at them, and then she said, yeah, I was talking to you. And so I said, oh. And she was like, yeah, I work, yeah, I used to work with you. And you know how, like, some some hood people would be, like, it's it's like confrontational, like. It's firm. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> it's like I'm trying to see where you at, like, if you pussy or not. I don't know. I can't explain it. She's trying to test you. Right. And so she was like, yeah, yeah, I used to work with you. And it was like her whole tone and everything. And so I was like, oh, where did we work at? And she was like, Xerox. And I was now, matter of fact, this the place that we used to work, it's not even named that anymore. So I was like, what year was it? She was like, oh, 2014. Bitch, what? So you thought I remembered you from four years ago? No, ma'am. So I was like, oh, mm. I'm sorry. I don't remember. That's been so long ago. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I just moved back from Mississippi. I was like, okay, that's what's up. And so dust after that, nothing. Z came back and I think he could feel the aura. But if I would have told Z, I know he would have said something. So I told Z afterwards and he was like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't tell me because you know I would have said something to him. So actually, I did save the situation that time. That one this time. was like a day ago. That's nice. I think that's good. I mm-hmm. think it takes practice. So <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does. More and more and more practice. I am. I'm getting better. That's so good. my question to y'all is, what is worth you? Escalating. What battle? What is it? What is some of the bat? What is something that you feel like is a battle that you would take on? <clears throat> what in is something just that socializing you- and just navigating the world. Mm-hmm. What is something that you would dust down, and what is something that you feel like you will have to fight for? Oh, I've literally like trained myself to calm my head 
Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally, like, I discipline myself purposely. So it's like a practice to make me more patient. So it's kind of, I let a lot slide more than I used to. I used to have a really bad temper. But when I feel like when my emotions take the best of me, there's no telling what I would do. Like, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's worth it. Like, it just really depends on the situation. But for a general reason, it's like if you touch me or just be all up in my face and spitting in my face or just just talking bad to me in my face. Like, But if I'm just walking past you and you're giving me an ugly look, I'm going to just stare at you and just make you creeped out by me having a blank face and just staring at you. <laughs> I'll look at you like this like for a long time. Like, you know how the fish be looking? Like the actual fish, I'll look at you for a long time if you're giving me an ugly look. But other than that, like, I just leave it alone. Like, I have a lot of patience now, more than I used to. Or in, if it comes to, if you play with people I love, that's a different story, too. But when it comes to myself, I'm a little more lenient, and I choose my battles, especially because a lot of the reason I've been conditioned as a woman is kind of just like, hmm, you know, sit there and be pretty and just chill, and I'll take care of it for you. That's kind of how my dad was. I'll take care of it for you. So mm. it's just I have a different relationship with altercations and confrontation. Okay. Diamond. <laughs> um, I'm a violent person. In <laughs> <laughs> a convoy so with the hand on the hip. I'm bothered. Yes, I know that I have a temper. I know that I'm violent. I know that getting me to pop off I'm like a feather trigger. I'm that person. I used to be that person. But I also know that I'm at the age and the level of, I don't want to say success, but stability. Let's say that. That's mm. a better word. You got more to lose. That I have more to gotcha. lose. When I was younger, I wasn't paying no fucking bills. I was living with somebody else. So I can pop off and get it popping and go home. I don't have to worry oh, about anything. But now... I can pop off and take my ass to jail and be locked up for a week. Yeah. And my job is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's how I felt about when Mia got an altercation with these young kids. And that dude that she was talking about. They had me fucked up. They the threw d- a bottle at my car. And the dude she was talking about just now, he was young. A lot of them people don't have nothing to lose. Whereas mm-hmm. when you were a doll, you're like, okay, I'm going to leave these kids alone. But she threw a fuck. We was driving and she threw a open container and yes, because you probably cut her off. I did cut that bitch off, but (laughs) but she was okay. I know how you drive to throw something at my car. (laughs) I know how you drive. Did you say you cut her off, but she was okay enough to throw your car so she could be? (laughs) Wow, I I know how Mia drives though. It's horrible. But she was okay. She was safe. Her and the baby. But you're alive though. Uh, Yeah. You're not dead. Did you die? Or no? I'm done. Exactly. (laughs) Goodbye. Go ahead, Diamond. You didn't die, though. (laughs) Exactly. You still here. So what you mad for? Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think um, I just got too much to lose. So I do. I think I have patience, but I also... I know how to talk in a way that makes you stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like if you are, if it's just words, like you just you saying something to me that's disrespectful. Like if you calling me a man or um, that kind of stuff, I'm gonna say something back to you. Mm-hmm. Something smart, some some kind of read. I'm like, oh yo, dusty ass bitch, go wash your pussy or <laughs> or 
Oh, you dusty ass nigga. Did, did you babe today? <laughs> Ain't nobody Read. thinking about you. I'm going to. So you uh, turn into reading. I turn into reading. Now, could that escalate to something? Yeah. <laughs> it could. But you're not going to, like your situation, you're not going to just be looking at me and it, it's going to trigger me. Like, just giving me a look ain't going to make me trigger. I'm probably going to dust your fucking ass down and walk past you and move on by my business. I'm not even going to think that this situation could escalate to something because it's not because I'm going in here and get my juice and coming back out. Right, but um, but the way I feel, the way I felt, I mean, I kind of still feel like just the way the girls have been dying left and right. It's just like you don't know. You don't know when, when it's going to be. Like, who is going to You be. don't know. That's and exactly why certain stuff is like, okay, I'm If you can control alone. it, control yeah. it. I'm not, like at work, you're not going to, you're not going to get me to read at work. Mm-hmm. I'm at my job. Um, You can be as cunty as you want to be. That's the best for you not to get read. That's the best play to catch me at if you're trying to get cute. Because <laughs> I'm going to chill out. I'm going to be like, oh, this is my job. I'm at work. And this is my, my bread and butter. I don't want to miss out. Because I'm reading a stupid ass bitch, I don't want to do that. So, I'm oh girl, I don't have time to argue with you. Get out! Like you know what I'm saying? It's just it's I'm not gonna do that. But if we on the street, you definitely not gonna put your hands on me. Cause as soon as some hands get thrown or touch, pushing, nudging, whatever the fuck you think you're doing, then it's, it changes the dynamic for me. That's like my trigger. That's my incredible heart. You don't want to <laughs> see me angry. Don't touch me. <laughs> that's the situation your voice get deep even deeper because <laughs> it's already deep even deeper um it, it just changes i just i just it just changes and so but verbal if you if you keep it verbal i keep it verbal mm-hmm. we so can read match. all day we can read all day like i can sit and read people has that happened to you uh, yes, have you I've had been like a, a whole reading match with somebody yep, for- <laughs> on a city bus <laughs> Where motherfucker done clock me and you try, they trying to get cute and I'm reading. Read, just read, roasting read. their ass. And we roasting the whole trip. And we gonna go and go and go. And I'm the ter- <laughs> type of person that I'll get you so heated and mad that you trying to fight and I'll sit there and keep roasting you. As long read. as you don't come up and touch me, we good. You can be mad, you can make threats, but I'm gonna read your ass. I'm gonna read, 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 and we gonna go at it. Um... We've been on, I've been in a situation at work with when I wasn't in the boss position, but I had a, somebody above me, not the boss, but somebody still above me, like they were the co-manager mm-hmm. and I'm the little key holder manager or whatever. And they're trying to get cute and I'm getting cute right back with them, but professionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I know how to, use, I have a mouthpiece and I know how to use it in a way to let you know I'm not to be fucked with. I'm going to say what I got to say, but, but it doesn't it don't have, have to, to be forced. We don't have to fight. Gotcha. Yeah, we don't have to fight. Um, only way I'm going to fight somebody is if they touch me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I will lose my job for that. Like, if somebody, <laughs> like, I like won't even think girl. about them. Like, if somebody literally pushed me or mm. does something, that, yeah, I, I haven't got to Ooh. that level of control where somebody could touch me and I. You could pay it. And I could pay it. No, I'm not there. So I can't <laughs> choose that battle. Um. Well, I hope that don't ever happen to me at work. I don't see how I could, but you just never know. Like that girl this morning. Yeah, that girl. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think you should definitely choose your b- battles when it's safe. Because even in, if if that situation was as as extreme as you said it was, that could have got you and Z in a situation that was ugly over a look. 
chicken. And it's still with shade though. Is that worth it? So we go that go take us back to de just like you want to be protected by your friends, de escalating something so it doesn't extend to that violent level is also a part of you protecting your friends from that kind of drama too. Mm-hmm. So it should go both ways. It should go both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I agree. And it's not saying that you shouldn't be able to navigate the world without that. Without that, we should be able to freely navigate and feel safe and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But that's the dream world, darling. Yeah, that's where we we are trying to create. When we just talked about the visibility and actually being the spear, we're trying to create the world where we can go to the store without any kind of drama. We're trying to create the world and teach people and educate people so that we can go to work without thinking we're going to get fired. Go get on the bus without having to read, 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 because you said something smart about me being trans. We're trying to create that world. And until then, we still have to be safe. We still have to navigate. We got to be safe how we navigate and when to choose the battles we not. Yeah, I also feel like. And we're not. Sorry. Oh. I also feel like not everybody is an activist. I get it. But it's like, it's like, I also feel like you should learn how to use your privilege too. know, understand what privileges you have to, to help other people. You can't always get too comfortable. Like being with me has really been the eye opener of how much privilege I actually have. Mm -hmm. How so? Like just you being oppressed all the time. You j- a black trans woman. Y'all life expectancy is 35 years old. Yay. So. <laughs> Not yay. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's like, oh, fuck. Am I just going to just sit here and just continue to fight for her or fight for her and use the privilege to help? How would you do that? Just be visible. Just speak up on my issues as well. Mm-hmm. That's the best I can do. Is that the only way? Just continue to defend you. I mean. No, even if if I was cis, I could just use that privilege in a different way, too. It depends on what privilege you have. Mm -hmm. My privilege is being a trans man and whatever other privileges I have. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak for other people's privileges, but. That's true. Mm. I don't know. I feel like um, there's always a situation where you can just say, fuck it. Yeah. Just battle it out. I think those. <laughs> yeah. What is that situation for you? Just if somebody touch you, every catch me. Yes, uh, not. It's just not. No, it's not just. Touch. You could be triggered by a whole bunch of stuff yeah. that day, and then just be a ticking time bomb, and yeah. just blow up. It ain't could no be telling. just that day. When you ain't that day today, you in my face and won't back up the fuck up off of me. Mm-hmm. Or, and then, or if you look at me weird and I'm having a bad day, that I could don't know be, if it's weird. I don't know if that could trigger me. A look can't trigger me. I don't think I don't give people that I much power. With me, if I'm having a bad day and if I got clocked to something, somebody being me and somebody look at me weird the same day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't <laughs> think a look could trigger me. But you know, yeah. you this close to me and you call me a man or something. And you within arm's reach. <laughs> Your neck might be. One day, it might be, that might be the day. It might be the day. That might be the day that I'm like, eh, fuck it. I mean, but would you even lose your job? Like, if, say, for instance. You never know. You never it's know. It's when your emotions get the best yeah. for you. Because what if she would have been popping off? If she was trying to pop it off, would I have backed down? Mm-hmm. 99% no. <laughs> 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 99% no. Because we here now. 
<laughs> said, what you going to do? Yeah, I probably would have twirled you, dragged you outside. Mm, I know. And she would have been hurt. Z was there. You probably. Yeah. I, don't I didn't know. know what was going on. I was checking well, out. Always don't know. know what's going on. <laughs> never know what's going on. <laughs> I be on in my zone a lot of times. <laughs> Which is part of my privilege. <laughs> so Don't have to be on my strange. piece and keep like You never know when it's going to pop off. So. <laughs> That's about it, because I don't want to talk about nothing else. Oh, okay. No well, topic for you? Well, no I topic just, for I you. Wanna... Serena was my topic. Well, I did have make I did make a post on Facebook, and I just thought the reply from this guy was really interesting. Everybody had positive things, but this one guy... Um, the question was, how important is tea, the T in LBGT? And he was a gay man, and he said, well, I can't really, well, let me quote him. He said, I can't really relate to to the T in LBGT. I don't, I don't think that what happens to trans people is okay, but I really can't relate to it, so it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> and my response was like a lot of cis men in the LBGT community feel the exact same way. Yeah, but mm, that's one of them things where I feel, you know, some people are not choosing to relate to you. If you are, if you are engaging with a, if you are a black gay man, and you are. Socially engaging with trans, black trans women, and you don't see any similarities in y'all situation. I think you blind. Mm-hmm. Blind, crippled, crazy. And this is not saying that we're the same thing, but because we come up, because we are femmes, we come across some of the same oppressions. We come across some of the same niggas. We come across some of the same bullshit mm-hmm. so if you d- have no way of relating to a trans woman and you a gay male no way to you see some live, of the similarities i think that's crazy you just don't live in the same cis heteronormative the cis heteronormative narrative so mm-hmm. how do you not you both are queer how do you mm-hmm. not see that if you are a trans man and you don't see any <clears throat> relatability between you and a stud any, I think you're crazy. Or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, or vice versa. You, yeah. you, y'all come, y'all are coming from the same community. Y'all going to different branches, branches in the community, but y'all, we all in the same community. Mm-hmm. We come across some of this. Um, uh, a trans man is going to come across some of the same difference, discrimination that a stud is going to come across mm-hmm. if their T is out. Yeah. Black women. If you think that the men that are killing you are not the same men that are killing us, then you're crazy. Abusers treat cis women behind closed doors the same way they treat trans women in public. So they can openly be violent to us, but they know they have to do it behind closed doors to you because they are abuser. That's what it is. And the myth is you're being killed because of your attitude and your aggression, right? 
And the myth is that we're being killed because of deception. And that is not the case. We're being killed because the atmosphere of society that we live in devalues our humanity in the same way that they black, that they devalue black women's humanity. Black queer women, you guys are dying just at a crazy rate as us as well. I don't forget the beginning of this year. There was like before the the first two months was over. It was queer black dead bodies being found murdered of queer black women. So stop pretending that you can't relate. The same exactly. microaggressions. Same microaggressions. So like you date women. But okay, that's the so privilege. y'all fuck. All okay. kinds yeah. of crazy shit. It's so many <laughs> layers. Now there are certain things that are really distinctive about a trans man or a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Because it's identity based, but it's a lot of stuff that is similar. Very similar, and, and I mean, when it comes to oppression, yeah. But I think that's that's the United States privilege, because India just uh, decriminalized the gay sex and landmark verdict, mm-hmm. so everybody was oppressed. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not just like oh, the gays have this type of privilege and the trannies are down here and the lesbians are here and mm-hmm. such and such as no it's everybody's on the homosexual same sex yes right. everybody's <laughs> on the same level mm-hmm. so no one gets any privilege right. versus the united states it's different mm. i don't know i think there if you if you live there there might be a level of different privileges with them too when it comes to socially but i don't know i feel like People who say shit like that, people who say, oh, I just can't relate to it. It's because you're not trying to. Mm-hmm. You're ignoring the similarities you're on purpose. You're dehumanizing me. You're basically. dehumanizing. Oh, that's just some <laughs> weird shit that I I just don't relate to that. Yeah, because I live more cis-heteronormative. Uh-huh. And this is like the trans stuff. Like you trying to I just something don't understand else. it. And I'm not sure. <laughs> you know... Doesn't make sense to me, but you know, I just hate I that you guys you, are getting killed. I don't want you guys to get killed or fired from your job. I think that's horrible. Even though gay people get fired from their job for being gay. Mm-hmm. Still, to this day, mm-hmm. there's cases that's being fought right now for discrimination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's still states who have at will laws, meaning that they can fire you at will without giving you a reason mm-hmm. and the one of those reasons can be because your ass is gay you can't fight against it because it's an at will state mm-hmm. same thing I can be fired for being trans at will mm-hmm. because it's an at will state <laughs> and there's no protections and so that's something that you can relate on worrying about your job because yeah. we get worried about our jobs too Yeah, <laughs> did you know? worrying about getting <laughs> not getting the job because somebody clocked your teeth Mm-hmm. Or you having to go in and code switch at your job and be a little bit more masculine than you than you naturally would, and then because you're worried about team. getting because you're worried about not getting clocked as a homosexual, mm-hmm. so you be a little you you bring your voice down a little bit deeper, and you change your mannerisms, no, change your mannerisms, no hand movements. You ain't Walk giving them the queen that you are <laughs> because you want to get this job. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that we go the through. The same thing, Because darling. we don't want to get clocked and we want to come in here and give you the most masculine man or the most feminine woman so that we can just come in here and get this job without worrying about it. 
Mm-hmm. You you can relate to that, baby, because you go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. The cold switching, everything. You you can relate. So if you're saying that you cannot relate to a trans woman, it's you're shame. the L, it's shame. and you're the B and the G, sweetie, <laughs> stop. You're lying. Get your you shit pur- you purposely don't want to relate. You're trying to disconnect. Basically. Basically. But you still like men, or you still like women, and you still mm-hmm. are a part of the You LBGT still are community. sexual deviant to the mainstream society, just like us. Yeah. They both just are together. <laughs> Do we even consider you a brother or sister, or you're like outside the box? Mm-hmm. Outside the box of the LBGT, like a subdivision. Mm-hmm. Some of them. I do. Th- I do think that we there is a difference. We have to. There is a distinct difference. Absolutely. So when when trans people say, "Well, this is about identity. This isn't about sexuality." So we really shouldn't be lumped into that box. I get it. But when it comes to what type of discrimination, it's still based in gender. The identity and the sexual yeah. is still based on these rules that the mainstream says that your gender should do and, and then, say and act. Then how they it still acts. they still consider us gay and stuff. Because mm-hmm. we can be gay. You can be a right. gay trans man. Right. You can be a gay trans woman that like other women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Did still can know? all be these sexualities within our spectrums and within our community. We still can be that. True. So, <laughs> you know, it's like. He's still one of the girls. He's still one of the girls. You still in the community, yeah. No matter how much privilege you have, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so relate to these nuts, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, good night. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that was the show. Buenos noches. Y'all have a good night, y'all. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes. And SoundCloud, make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's gonna be all right.